0: There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as other worldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the Spirit Loop. So here is the psychic scoop. Hello and welcome back to your favorite
1: segment, the spiritual sleepover with your hosts, Dana, Shayna, and Steffi, aka Spirits. This is our segment where we just hang out and have a spiritual sleepover. We talk about current events. We talk about the transits, whether that's astrological or human design transits. We play some games. So if this is your first spiritual sleepover, welcome. Bring a cup of um, cacao, coffee, wine, spritzer, like whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> it's that kind of vibe. And go back and listen to the other ones because they are so fun. We play games and honestly... This is something that I look forward to every single month because it's just so fun. And we have like real life spiritual sleepovers. Literally, last month we had I think two nights two. where yeah, we just hung out and we were like, we this should be recorded because everything that we talked about to like 1 a.m. was legit just our souls, our life, our what we're experiencing right now. And I think that when people share like that on a podcast it's the most helpful because you feel less alone. It's like, oh shit. Okay. Not everything has to be serious. First of all, second of all, like we're all kind of navigating the same thing. Like when you find a podcast that really resonates with you or a program or a person, it's like you're on the same frequency and wavelength. So everyone listening here, we feel so connected with you all. And we're just grateful to be jamming cozy little bitches in this space (laughs) which is honestly I guess our brand but here we are
0: what an intro I want to give you a little applaud round of applause thank you so much all the sentiments (laughs)
2: Yes. And I'm loving just like seeing your faces here for all of you that are not watching the video right now. Steffi has Herbert in the background with his Santa hat on. He is looking festive AF and it brings me so much joy. It's like that he is like our hype man of all time in every conversation, like the expression on his face, just giving me life.
0: Herbert is my yeah. ESS, my emotional support skeleton. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> <laughs> he stays up year round. Uh, it was a little bit of a problem at first with my fiance, but he's grown to love him like he's a part of the family. Uh, and you you both have a great relationship with Herbert now. You've seen him in different areas yes. of the house. I do like to move him into the office when I'm doing readings. And some people are really scared and some people are delighted. So I like to scared? see- Yes. Wow, wow. people- Herbert
1: has- such a non-scary energy i know and he has, and he has a, like his honestly, face his expression is so positive like positive like vibes he has bde i know like straight Shane up is turned he, on by him. yeah like he's got some <laughs>
0: bde
1: like when you see herbert it's like damn you know when he was alive he fucked he like, kind of got because you can see his
0: exposed <laughs> pelvis like he
1: does have a very yeah,
0: and strong no bone shame. structure
1: yeah like he's <laughs> loud and proud like wow. BDE honestly has nothing to do with sex i feel like it's just a vibe of it's energy and, like
2: yeah it's literally called bde big dick energy it's mm-hmm. only purely about the energetics like for yeah. me like a squirrel could have bde oh you know what i mean like it doesn't have BDE. <laughs> yeah well i some not <laughs> I've met some squirrels that are like, you know, trying too hard and you're yeah. like, not BD yeah, yeah. on that
1: squirrel. But yeah,
2: for sure. It's the energy.
1: Yeah. Yay. We were just, we were, I was in Napa on a girls strip with my in-laws and we were trying to guess the different kinds of wines because the whatever sommelier, I guess that's the right word. Mm-hmm. He was uh-huh. like, what's the opposite of a petite Syrah? And I was like, BDE Syrah? Like, <laughs> what is the opposite of petite? So a squirrel that does not have... BD has petite energy or like. Sure, yeah. S M D E, small, yes. no, just SD, squirrel. small, big small energy? squirrel energy. Oh, oh, small squirrel energy. Well,
2: I'm kind of distracted. I'm distracted thinking about Herbert's human life. I have never thought about what his human life would have been like before he was a skeleton. Like,
0: that is revolutionary to me. Steffi, do you have <laughs> yeah. any leads on it? You know, it's funny because I've thought about that like recently as well. And I just feel like he was just a jolly man who, like, had a couple kids, was just like a happy go lucky. Oh, yeah. And they're probably, yeah, just- you know in another lifetime. I don't it's know. like
2: likes gardening, likes playing board games, <laughs> yep. like feeds the squirrels that have BDE in his
0: yard. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I right. feel like I gave him a, I gave him a birth chart too. He was definitely a uh, Scorpio rising and he was an Aquarius sun, which oh, I really wow. Yep. And then I think he was a Pisces moon. But I have to relook at what I wrote. I literally channeled it. Anyway, um, enough about the inanimate objects that I <laughs> hold. Dear I feel to my like heart. he's animate at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk like quickly about what's going on in the stars. Um, it's funny. Before we popped on the call, you know, I was saying, yeah, there's not a whole lot of astrology shit going on right now. But all of us are like, but why do we feel like in disarray, like a dumpster fire? And I've been getting that a lot from a lot of people. Like, what's happening? I'm feeling disconnected to self. I'm feeling no motivation. I've gotten that a ton, um, confusion, lack of clarity for the future, things like that. So when you're listening to this now, surprise, surprise, uh, we're in shadow for Mercury retrograde and Mercury will retrograde in Capricorn, December 13th. And also the funky energy could maybe be related to Pluto being in these last degrees of Capricorn. That's been happening for a minute. And we're out of the woods there, uh, January 22nd of 2024. So when Pluto is in those last degrees, that's what's happening in the world. We feel that that heavy feeling of subconscious capitalism, you know, heavier themes that Pluto, and we've been in in and out of that for a couple of years, but it's been super, super tuned in recently. So I'm thinking maybe that's what's going on at least like socially, economically, things like that. Um, But as far as that's concerned, Jupiter has been retrograde for a minute. Um, It'll go direct end of December, but for the rest you know, it's a, our normal full and uh, full and new moons. And we're just kind of like gripping and surviving through the end of that Pluto transit.
1: And that ends end of January, January
0: 22nd. Yep. 2024. It ends. And then um, Pluto will retrograde again for the last time into Capricorn um, fall of 2024. And then it will be on its way forever by out of Capricorn. Oh, wow. my gosh.
2: I cannot Freedom. wait but also we got one more
1: retrograde there in us so mm-hmm. time to just be fall. where we are yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I'm feeling that energy that's so interesting I love looking ahead at the transits um it just feels so well maybe it's just my defi- undefined mind and undefined route but it feels really grounding of like okay I've got this. I'm I'm held. I love listening to your podcast where you go over the different transits and, and energies for the different signs too. So if you haven't listened to that, um, head over to Steffi's podcast, The Spirit Scoop. And, psychic Scoop. Oh my God. Every <laughs> you do that every time. time. I do. Spirit Scoop because you're just the Spirit Scoop too. You're the psychic We're doing Scoop, the, spirit the scoop Soul now. Scoop, Transit <laughs> Scoop. You just scoop it up. Um, but head over there and listen to those because I listen to them with Brian, every single one that drops out. And it's just so helpful. I'm obsessed. So thank you for, for sharing that. And um, as far as human design goes this week and the next few weeks are all about being present and listening to your body. So we're going through some sacral um, energies with the, the sun and And the tendency over the next two weeks, especially is to overgive and to put others before yourself and to be disconnected. If you're in the lowest expression, be disconnected from what you actually want, but to just kind of be running around doing what you feel needs to be done or what other people need you to do or what should be done, but not actually connecting into like your body, what actually feels supportive and good for you first. So the biggest reminder over the next few weeks is asking, what do I need first being enlightenedly selfish, if you will, and asking that question, because then it's going to set you up to then be able to give to others. Cause that feels really good in this time, giving to others, creating space with others, connecting with others. It feels good, but there's a really fine line between this feels good to help people. And I feel like I should help people, or this feels good to help people, or I'm just scratching an itch to kind of uh, feel satisfied that I'm being helpful. So really asking, is, am I helping because it's feels good to me or am I doing it because I should? And to that same vein, I would say, if you're feeling like being really detailed, December and wanting to get into those details and create things or work towards things that help people in a detailed way, doing it once again, from this groundedness versus like future tripping, what are people going to need? What should I be doing? What are the details that people are asking of me coming back to yourself and checking in with like, what does my body need in this moment? If you can do that every single day, like once a day, you're going to be operating in alignment. You're going to be creating more alignment for everyone else around you when you do help and connect with them. But if you can just come back, what does my body need in this moment? That might be a little bit of quiet time outside. That might be calling a friend and venting. That might be journaling or going for a walk, eating something really delicious versus just eating what's in your fridge. Um, food can be a really big hack in this time. Like saying, okay, three times this week, I'm going to eat something that's so fucking delicious that it just lights up my soul. If you could do that three times each week for the next month, great. Um, it can just be a small way that you can really support yourself first before you then go and give and create and share with others.
2: Yeah. I love that so much because it's like the holiday season is really dubbed as like the season of giving and it is, it is the season of giving. It is the season of giving our energy to other people. Um, but not in a way that goes against our own energy, not in a way that depletes us and drains us. It should be the season of giving in a way that's sustainable. That's coming from authenticity and joy and not just an expectation to be sacrificing yourself and, you know, dumping out your cup. And especially if you're a mom or a parent and you're listening, like take that double, like make sure you are taking care of yourself and not over giving because that type of giving when it's, when it's misaligned, um, is not sustainable and it's not really powerful in the end. What's way more powerful is giving from a full cup yourself. Um, I love it. So As we move into this spiritual sleepover, the next thing we want to do is share with each other what's been on our minds and kind of bring something to the table for us to riff about. And does anyone feel called to go first? Steffi, I feel it coming
0: from you. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm about (laughs) to give like a presentation. (laughs) I just got called on by the teacher. I (laughs) didn't prepare. I did come prepared. Uh, so the thing I want to talk about today, there is a documentary called Escaping Twin Flames. Have you heard oh, about it? Seen it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I watched, I it. haven't seen it. You did. Okay, cool. So we can just touch on it briefly. Uh, and I don't you both know my stance on twin flames, and I've talked about it on the pod before uh, my podcast i i think it is blown out completely i think people use it as a tactic for scamming people i think twin flames are actually extremely rare and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily what you think it is like your your toxic X is your twin flame. You have to be with them forever. I actually think it's a soul that separates into two bodies, but okay. So this documentary is about these two people that grew up, of course, like 15 minutes from where I grew up in Michigan. Wait, what? Yes, Detroit. No way. I didn't realize that. I'm like, of course they're from basically my hometown. Uh, And they run essentially a cult that convinces people that they need to connect with their twin flame, but only they can channel who the twin flame is and they have to also be in the program. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, so I did not see this. It's twisted and it's dark and it gets, I don't want to get too, too too deep into it, but Dana, what what were your first impressions of watching it?
2: Yeah. So I actually watched a different documentary on the same thing on some other channel that was not as good of a documentary, like not as well done. And then the Netflix came out that's more new. And I I feel like it's better. Like it goes deeper into the story, but I mean, it's, I'm really fascinated in Um, cults in general, because I just am interested in the psychology, like especially something that's starting with a spiritual essence that is not necessarily harmful. Like it's drawing people in for a reason. And then where does the line cross? Like, I think that's really interesting. And for me, it's always when a leader is telling other people what to do period. Like a leader is here to teach other people, to empower other people, to share ideas, but you're never here to be anyone else's own authority. And this guy that, is like leading this thing. He is so, um, just like rude and authoritative. And he like really, uh, rips people like publicly humiliates them Mm -hmm. in front of other people. Like he's just crazy. And then the girl, she brings, she brings a lot more of the like spiritual grounding. Like she's the one that knew more about like spiritual rituals and things like that. But I mean, it's just like really sad to see the way that they've been able to like Use people and get Isolate people to spend them so much too. money. Yeah. And get them a part of this like world where, yeah, they are isolated from their family. And that's one of the things that they promote as a form of control is to say, like, your family is trying to control you. So you should stop talking to your family and to sever all ties there. And then their only family members or their only support system are other people that are within that organization. But yeah, it's pretty crazy to watch. And it's like such a sad story. I'm really grateful that it's finally coming to light because it's recent.
0: Like, yeah, a lot of the people. Still- yeah it's still still happening happening. yeah so crazy yeah I just like people were dming me like you gotta watch this because I've been very vocal about my twin flame you know I I talk about it all the time and I'm really angry about it (laughs) because I'm like I just don't like that uh psychics get a bad rep for Like Just being a psychic, right? But then there's psychics out there that are like, okay, no, no. If you come to me, I can connect you to your twin flame for 10 grand. And that actually is a common scam. so crazy. Twin flame again. And you guys will be in love forever. But yeah, this, this guy and this girl, I think it was like Jeff and Sheila, of course, uh, they were going into PTSD groups and promoting people from there, like to be a part of the twin flame universe is what it's called TFU. And it's just wild. I mean, like definitely watch it if you're interested, but it is really messed up. Also, Dana, you said you're really interested in cults. If Mm -hmm. you look at your birth chart and you have a lot of planets in the 11th house or the eighth house, Mm -hmm. or you're an Aquarius or a Scorpio rising, you actually do have a little affinity of, um, breaking up cults or like finding the truth Yes, in like community based mystery type, uh, things. So that's funny. You're in yeah. rising. So that's probably why I'm you am feel- super
2: interested in it. Like also the Nexium, all of the stories yeah. like connected to that. It was just fascinating to me, especially with Nexium, because it's not I could see where people were really drawn in. Like for a lot of people, they were doing these like um mindfulness techniques and meditation techniques and being mindful of their self talk and releasing limiting beliefs. Like there was good things that people were doing. And then it's interesting to me where does it cross the line where like things are starting to be like power is being abused and like, what does that look like? And I'm such a like power to the people person. I Mm -hmm. hate people who are authoritative or who are dismissive to others or who belittle others. Like it boils my blood to see someone project their own insecurities onto another person and like publicly humiliate them. So it's really interesting for me to take that all in and to observe it. And so that I can like promote and empower the opposite. And yeah, it's interesting in the age of information, being able to share a documentary like this. It's crazy how fast change can happen when people are able to spread the word or spread the message. And I do think it's really empowering because it is like a power for the people. Like any person can access that documentary and have that sort of awakening. And even what you're saying, Stephanie, of of promoting awareness, like now that we have this online space where you can connect with people and buy services online, you do have to be really informed and use your discernment to make sure that you're putting your money or trust or, you know, whatever it is into people that are, you know, you're the only,
1: only authority because there's not very many systems protecting people. Yeah. And it's honestly the line between um, something being empowering and being controlling is really blurry. It gets, it slides into being controlling really easily. And even things within human design are like people teaching human design. There's a lot of people that will say, you can't do this as you know, a projector or as a manifester or as a generator, like you can't date a person that has this design. Um, you're going about it the wrong way. If you're this and this, and this, like there's a lot of people out there that teach human design, even old school human design, that is really, um, controlling and, and authoritative. And if it's not exactly what Ross said to, you know, in this lecture, then It's wrong and you're wrong, and you have to do what I say, kind of energy. And it's literally the opposite of what human design is for. Human design is teaching you how to be your own authority, how to make your own decisions. So if your authority is saying this person's right for you, they're right for you. It's aligned. If your authority is saying to build this business, you don't have to wait for the invitation to build your business. Um, It's aligned for you. So anything that's teaching you how to be your own authority it feels empowering. It feels expansive. It's expanding like your limits. All of that is amazing. But then the second it's like, no, you're wrong. This is your trauma. I'm telling you what your trauma is. Like we saw in the Teal Swan documentary, which is like a scary topic to talk about. Um, because there's so much that she teaches that is like really good and helpful and helping the masses. And she's, she's reaching an audience that a lot of people are scared to reach out to and to tackle topics that are scary. Um, and she's definitely here to expand those, those boundaries and those limits and talk about those taboo things. But then there becomes a line where it's like, you're telling me that I'm wrong about my trauma or about my, you know, what's healthy and safe for me. And you're now becoming my authority and I can't heal unless you are directly involved. And I think that's where it slips with Nexium. That's where it slips with a lot of places of like, you literally can't find healing unless I am your, your guru and I come in and heal you because you're incapable of healing yourself without me. And that is control. That is power. That is ego. And it's so, it's like literally to heal. You don't need anyone but yourself. You don't need any guru. Everything that you need is within yourself. Always, always, always. It's just, are you looking? Are you aware? Are you learning? Are you exploring? Are you asking questions? Are you feeling, are you deepening and diving into yourself. Um, And that might lead you to certain books or certain modalities to learn more, but then it always comes back to self of like, okay, learn, let's say human design, for example, now let me come back to myself. Let me experiment with it. Let me see how it feels in my body. How is this helping me? How is it not? And then you decide, is this healing for you? Is it not? That's the truth with any modality. And it's so fascinating to see these, these cults and things, especially with twin flames, because every time I hear somebody say like, Oh, they're my twin flame. I think to myself, like you're giving your power away. You're giving your power away. First of all, to just putting a label on a relationship or a person to then say, this person's going to save the day for me, or I'm nothing without this person, or you're, Putting a label on to make it feel more special and validate some of the toxic behaviors. Yes. Um, yes. or you're putting a label on to um make the things that feel like crazy or feel like intense validated without looking any deeper. And I hear it so much of like, oh, they're my twin flame, they're my twin flame. And I always hear your voice in my head, Stephanie, of like, that's super rare. It's two souls split into one. And It becomes this like band-aid statement for complacency and to give your power away to that other person or to that scenario, or in this case, to somebody, some guru telling you who your twin flame is and that you are not enough without another person, that you are not going to be happy or fulfilled. You need something outside of yourself, someone outside of yourself to be happy and fulfilled in your life. And that absolutely is not the truth. Like you have everything you need by yourself alone. If you're the only person on this whole fucking planet, like you have everything you need to be happy and fulfilled internally. And yeah, (laughs) pure
0: manipulation really. And that's like the final thing I'll say about it. And one of the things that I found fascinating when I started watching this twin flame documentary was They do the mirror exercise, which is actually really common in spiritual practices. When you look into the mirror and it's really based in a foundation of self-love, you're looking in the mirror, you're saying affirmations, but they used it to manipulate, you know, you, you are reflecting whatever like you said. like Let's say they pair you with a twin flame and you're like, you know what? I just don't really feel like attracted to them. They're like, well, you need to go in the mirror and realize you're not attracted to yourself. So basically they say it like a religion. Then they start a religion in the twin flame thing. It's a twin flame yeah. religion. They but literally then they have start to- a religion. Yes. And it's basically Whoa. like Hail Marys. So if you say something like... Oh, is that a Hail Mary? I think that's a Catholic thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you, yeah. if you say something that wasn't aligned with what he's teaching you, you have to go do the mirror exercise 15 to 20 times a day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, Wild. discernment Wild. is like key. gaslighting
1: your intuition. hundred <laughs> percent. Like this feels off. Nope. Go, go. And gaslighting yes. your discernment, like, discernment. like saying yeah. that it's
2: not okay to not resonate with something like anything that you don't resonate with is a reflection of you being disconnected to yourself. Like anything that you're triggered by in someone else is always a reflection to yourself. It's taking these spiritual ideas, but making them black and white, making them right and wrong. And that's the thing about literally anything we talk about, we live in this dualistic world. So it's always about balance. It's always about the polarities and that's what brings it into health. And when something is like this or that, like only it, it turns it into a toxic manipulation. Even if that is something that can be used in a really helpful way. Yeah.
1: Cause it is true that if something's triggering you, it's something within yourself to look at, to see exactly what it's being triggered, you know, like that is true and that is helpful.
2: And also it's true that if you're in a relationship and someone has abusive behavior towards you, that you're allowed to use your discernment and be like, that's not safe and not okay for me. And I refuse to accept it. Exactly. Both of those two things exist. on opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. exist. So it's not about one side or the other, like everything that someone else does, like that's on them and you can just distance yourself from them. And it's also not the other side of that. Everything someone else does is you being triggered within it's
1: both. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Amen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Should we start that's a religion? So <laughs> yeah, honestly, yes.
1: So
2: crazy. Herbert Academy.
0: Oh Herbert
2: my God. Herbert Academy. <laughs> that would be really sweet. I think we should actually do that.
1: Yeah. Cause Herbert honestly, Academy. Herbert's afterlife is pretty fucking dope. Like I he's know. living it up at your house. And I'm I like, love I hashtag I goals. I could do that. <laughs> Okay. So the thing
2: that I wanted to talk about is something that I was exploring a few years back. And then recently it's just been coming back up for me. And I think that one of the reasons I've been thinking about it, I've been thinking a lot about star seeds being a star seed. I've been thinking a lot about ancient lands and the ancient land frequencies and the way that they're coming back in. And I was thinking about during this holiday season, like everyone pretty much who listens to one of our podcasts and is in our community can probably resonate with this when you're in your, you know, dealing with your family or whoever it is that you're celebrating the holidays with, sometimes you feel like the alien in the room, or sometimes you feel like you have to like dull down your spirituality to vibe with people. And it can feel like, why am I so different? Why am I on this whole different thing where I want to have all of these conversations and 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 one of the things I've been thinking about is this ancient land energy that's within us. So I actually want to read this quiz that's from a book that I love by Lucy Cavendish. And I want you guys to take the quiz with me and everyone listening along. I want you to take this quiz, too, with us and just mark if you answer mostly A's. B's or C's. And for you, Steffi and Shana, I'm going to mark it for you. Oh, so, thank God. Okay. <laughs> like, where's so pen? <laughs> the first question, I'll start with you, Steffi. The first question, if you could work with one of these sacred tools, which one would you choose? A drum, a wand or a chalice? Wand. <laughs> wand. Easy. Okay. Shana, <laughs> yes, drum, same. wand or chalice? Wand. Okay. Okay, great. So everyone going to do the
1: fucking chalice. <laughs> <That's> so everyone <laughs> at
2: home, a drum is A, the wand was B, and then the chalice is C. So it'll always be in order like that. So just write down, like, take a tally of if you answer is A, Bs, or Cs. Okay, the second question: Choosing from the three below, which time of day appeals to you most? Is it A, dawn? B, sunset? Or C, midnight? Go
0: ahead, Sheena.
1: Um, I would say dawn, even though I'm never up for that. I just love that time of day. Same. It just appeals to you most. Okay. Yeah, you guys are same. on the same, but drive. I also was so born
0: far. at actual sunrise, like dawn. And oh. so and that's why I'm a cancer Sun and a cancer rising. If you're the same rising sign as your Sun, it's because you were born literally at dawn. <gasps> Ooh, so that's I, I'm always fact. attracted to it. And it's also like what time I wake up, like naturally. Wow. Yeah, I only get a
1: few dawns in my life. So they feel like magic. <laughs> <Protractor>. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm like, but it's still the
2: one you're quota. most drawn to. Yes. When you're sleeping, that's probably because when you're sleeping, you're you're at your happiest
1: peak, and that's mm-hmm. at dawn. <laughs> yeah. And maybe once I have kids, like I'll, I'll see a lot more dawns. Okay. Yeah. I love it.
2: Okay. Third side. question. There's only 10 questions. Okay. So third question. Which one do you feel the most drawn to wearing? A natural fibers like hemp or skins like leather, B, pure white clothing that doesn't accentuate your gender, so like white flowy, or C, um, flowing gowns or robes in rich colors. So the first one is like earthy stuff. The second one is like white flowing. And then the third one is rich colors and like robes. Rich
1: colors? (laughs) It's so different. Robe and a (laughs) rich color. Can black be a rich color because it's like saturated and black? Yeah, totally. Okay, so for me, C. Just because okay. Rose was gonna in
2: have there. The
0: same answers, aren't we? No,
2: I kind of like that you guys are getting the same answers. It's interesting to me.
0: Well, wow. I like color. Obviously, I'm wearing a purple wig right now. I love uh-huh. rich, saturated. So colors. rich colors.
2: Then that yeah. would be C. Because for me, I would definitely choose white, pure, flowing clothes. I you mean, like- I
1: could choose like I don't want things that accentuate my body though either. Like I want like flowy flow. Uh huh. I don't mind. I'm like, kind of sad yeah, that, that, that you're not be, giving your answers, OJ. That would be more
2: B. Oh, I can start giving them as we go. Yeah, yeah. Like what?
1: drum, chalice, wand. Oh, I kind of drum. drum. Would choose yeah, drum. I figured
0: drum for you. Okay, okay. and then, and then da- from sunset? dawn,
2: sunset, and midnight, sunset for
0: show. Hmm. Okay. And it really, then, is your personality like when you both? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's you.
2: I know. So it's like really interesting why we're getting these answers, which we'll get into at the end. But okay. um. Uh, and then for me, the, the thing that I feel most drawn to wear would be like white flowy, like pure white goddess clothes, but that don't accentuate my body. Um, gotcha, okay. Yeah. So like the first Natural. one's like earthy, like hemp and like leather, like think like earthy colors, like
0: Tarzan loincloth. Ugh, natural. Yeah. Like, no, I, we're the,
1: we're the robe rich.
0: We're yeah, the rich I tried robe to wear bitches. leather jeans in Vegas last year and I got <gasps> chub rub so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I honestly rather be lit a flame than wear leather. Jeans. <laughs>
0: like sweaty thighs. Yeah. So anyway.
1: Okay. I love that for
2: you. I'm sorry that that happened. Um, moving on the land that you would like to visit most a Hawaii B Greece or C the British Isles.
0: Oh, Visit Mo. I'm going to say Greece. I love Hawaii, okay. but I'm going to say Greece or you okay. said land. I was going to say Disneyland. I'm joking. That's triggering. For <laughs> <Shana>. <laughs> okay. Grease I was going to say Steffi. Greece as well. Steffi.
1: Okay.
2: So Greece for Shayna minus for show Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. Number five, you feel like your soul is most influenced by a your body, b) your thoughts or c) your emotions. So which one influences us most, body, thought, or emotions?
0: Emotions. You already knew that, though. Okay. to see. I mean, thoughts. Um, thoughts. Well, the thing is, is like my thoughts are definitely ruling the show, but I'd like to think my emotions push me forward. My thoughts hold me back. Not to be too cerebral.
2: Interesting. I would say emotions, too. I mean, Steffi and I are both emotional authorities, so we're like, yeah, of course. Um, Yeah. And I would say my thoughts actually. Okay. All right. I love it. Okay. Next, if you could curl up on the couch and watch one of the below, which one would you, which movie would you choose? Um, a, a movie like clan of the cave bear, like a documentary on ancient tribes and people. So ancient vibes. Um, B, a film like Star Wars or Star Trek, like sci fi fantasy. C, a miniseries on the Mist of Avalon or Merlin. So think like Outlander vibes. Okay, B for sure for me. Duh, uh, stars, Star Wars. That's, that's your defining characteristic about you. They, you I know, like honestly, honestly,
0: Adam Sandler choice or like a Nancy Myers <laughs> film, like <laughs> The Holiday or something. <laughs>
2: I guess that that would be the closest to the to C. Like think like outlander, like romance. Yeah.
0: I would say C for me.
2: Okay. Okay. I would choose A of like ancient tribes and people. Oh, wow. dude, We got a good spread here. Yeah. Like, the like I love movies in that take place like aboriginal movies. I love yeah. that. Okay. Uh, seven. The beings I am most drawn to are A plants, birds, and whales. B crystals, dolphins, and dugongs, which is a manatee. <laughs> These are so random. I know <laughs> they better not just say manatees. Okay. okay. And then C no, that's a dugong Dugong is a manatee and then oh. C horses, cattle, and trees. So I know that that was a lot. A is plants, birds, and whales. B crystals, dolphins, manatees, C horses, cattle, and trees. Which one are you most drawn to?
0: I think it's C for me. I've, Interesting. I, know, I love, well, the thing is, is like, I love plants and crystals and dolphins and yeah, I love well, everything
2: like, We all love related. all of them. Yeah. But my
0: entire life, I've always been drawn spiritually to horses. Oh,
2: Interesting. Very Sammy.
0: much so. And then I found out recently in my Vedic astrology, I my chart, she called me the white horse. And I always oh. was drawn to a white horse with a horse camp and stuff. So, <gasps> wow,
2: yeah. that gave me goosebumps. And I always give legs. trees
0: hugs. So I think, yeah, that's my.
2: Yeah. Like, I obviously love trees and love horses too and cows actually. But I think I'm going to have to go with crystals, dolphins, and manatees course, for me. B. Yeah. But I also love whales and birds. Like, love me some whales and some birds. Well, and the we whale... <laughs>
1: The whale mixed into the first category. I know throws me off a little. So, like
2: the difference between whales and dolphins is the difference between A and B here. That's a that's
0: a specificity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough Gosh, one. Gosh, I think. Oh man, I love me some birds. You do, but I'm I I'm drawn more to crystals, dolphins, and manatees. Like I'd be on. a dolphin. Okay. Oh. Next slide. Okay. That, that one was really me.
2: hard because all of those beings are amazing, like incredible. Um, I'm curious for everyone at they're home right. too what they're gonna get. <laughs> what everyone at home is gonna get. Okay, number eight. The being I am most drawn to is A mermaids and shapeshifters, B angels or ascended masters, and C unicorn, dragon, griffin. So A is mermaid vibes be ascended master vibes and see like mythical animals
0: oh, for me D, all of the above oh <laughs> the manjin alternate route yeah man gen <laughs> i want a shortcut
1: i would say for me c um oh plot twist Shayna. i know i'm really into like fantasy mystical like dragons
0: I'm into okay. dragons. I I'm was, into... I'm shocked that you
2: said that, but I love it.
0: Yeah. I'm, That's I'm tough. like, so I'm dragon in my Chinese astro- astrology Zodiac. Uh, so I've always connected to dragon, but I have to say mermaid. I feel like a mermaid okay. in my soul. Mermaid, and also I feel hand. that for
2: you. For me, I say ascended master and angels.
1: Angels. Um, I just don't feel that connect. Like, I mean, obviously I connect with angels and ascended masters, but I'm like, I want to be a dragon, you know, I feel
2: so uh, connected to my ascended masters, like my spirit team for the last like five years yeah. of my life that I have to say that. Cause it's like, I'm in constant connection with them. No, I totally. know me too.
0: That's why it's really yeah. tough.
2: Yeah. It's tough. Cause it like D all of the above kind of secretly is an answer, but I'm forcing you to choose one that is most resonant at
0: this
1: time. Okay. Yeah. C.
0: Okay. Maybe. A, B and C look at our
2: spread once again. Stephanie, you're sticking with mermaid A It's vibes. so
0: tough. Well, I don't want my spirit guides to do me dirty and not give me some angel numbers. Well, no, they, them. Will. they love and understand <laughs> this, this quiz. That I'm a mermaid? Yes. Okay. Yeah, a yes. is my final answer.
2: And you have mermaid hair today. So I know. That's I was probably really sweating. Yeah. Totally. And I was
0: a mermaid for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay. Um, number nine, you connect most strongly to A, my ancestors. B, high priestess or priest vibes. C, goddess druid energy.
0: B, final answer. B,
2: all right, Shana. I think C. C, goddess. Okay, I'm going to go with C as well. Okay, and the last question, the environment I would most like to experience would be A, wild, untamed jungle. B high mountains with temples and C green countryside with stone circles and sacred
1: wells oh my god b for sure i'm mountains uh-huh. environment and that you are. honestly i want to be there right now uh-huh. uh, <laughs> can <could> you repeat <laughs> like just hearing it <laughs> could
0: you repeat yeah, yeah, totally. please
2: so A is wild, untamed jungle. So jungle, tropical, like wild vibes. B is high mountains with temples. I like to think of that as like the elves and Lord of the Rings for B. Um, yeah. And then C, rich countryside, stone circles, sacred wells, like um, outlander vibes. Oh,
0: gosh. I think I'm going to have to go with C. Okay. Yeah. I, just because of the wells. I and do what's yours, Zaina? Like- yeah. I do like a mountain
2: um, top, Ooh, this one's actually tough for me because I want to say a, but I think actually is calls me more mm. the temples. Oh. Like I love temples mm-hmm. so much versus just like the wild jungle. Like it's kind of scary, like the animals and stuff. Um, oh, I thought you were going to
1: choose wild jungle. Well, I've
2: been in the wild jungle and it's like, I feel like a little shrimp nugget. I don't feel like this is my home. You know what I mean? Yeah, See, I love yeah.
0: mountaintops and stuff, but I'm weak, like, I get altitude sickness. Oh. And shit. Same,
2: same, same, like, I suffer so, same, but for me, the temples and the view, and it
0: being like, I think, totally that would- the temples, but like, wells are. I mean, I could go out all day about wells,
2: that's true, what like, sacred water, land, yeah. Okay, all right, so that you was really like Owen
1: Wilson, then, yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: Wait, me or Steffi? No, Steffi. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I feel like okay. my answer is going to tell me I'm supposed to like live on a ranch and herd cattle and shit.
2: Okay. So is everyone ready to hear what this test yes. we all took was is for? Yes. So this is a quiz that tells you which of these three ancient lands your soul is connected to the most. So the A, all of the A answers were Lemurian. All of the B answers were Atlantis. And all of the C answers were Avalon, which is like Celtic, Druids, um, the Stonehenge, witches kind of energy. So Shayna got by far the most Atlantis energy in all of hers. And Steffi got the most Avalon energy. And I got the most actually Atlantis, but it was a close tie, like close to Lemuria, but actually wow. I got the most Atlantis too. So with these three ancient lands and this book that I'm reading from, I really recommend it. If this connects with you, once again, it's by Lucy Cavendish though it's called the lost lands. And with these three ancient lands, Lemuria, Atlantis, and Avalon, I mean, there's so many ways to think about them, but one of the ways I like to think about it is just like a frequency kind of energy. You know, maybe it's that your soul has incarnated in these ancient times where these lands were actually real physical places on earth, or maybe they existed on some other dimension, maybe not like this 3d dimension, but your soul has spent time in that frequency. And it's really interesting to think about like, which one of these energies is most familiar with you feels like home. And in this book, she goes into more detail about what that might Mean That you want to lean into in your life or like the sacred tools that you're drawn to the ways that you're wanting to help the world, but also like fears or, you know, weaknesses that you might feel in this modern civilization. But the reason that I felt called to talk about this is because I feel like all of our souls that are on this wave, like people that listen to our podcast, people that are in our communities have a lot of this ancient wisdom that we're bringing back in this modern time. And so for everyone that just took that quiz with us, seeing which one you have the most energy with If you have more Lemurian energy, you're really being called to bring back earthy shamanic practices, working with the land, working with your ancestors, things like drumming um, that really gets you into that root chakra kind of energy, things like communal living and agriculture and growing your own food. If that Lemurian energy is really resonating with you, you're here to lean into that stuff in this time. And of course, I think we can all resonate with all three. It's just like, which one's calling you right now? And I think also at different times, these different frequencies can call you in more ways. And that might indicate how your soul is wanting to bring bring back these ancient wisdoms or these ancient techniques or frequencies to the earth now. Um, and if you got a lot of Atlantis energy, like Shane and I did, this is more like critical mind thinking, more scientific, but still really wanting to work with energy and, um, crystals and, uh, power resources that come from the earth like our um, energetic realm instead of so much in the body and in the root chakra this is more like a mental kind of thing of really wanting to um work with telepathic communication and the power of our mind um wanting to work with sacred geometry and like earth sciences things like that which both shane and i are super connected and drawn to sacred geometry um so that's more like atlantis vibes what your soul is sort of wanting you to get to start you know thinking about or bringing into the new world. And then if you got a lot of Avalon energy, um, I love it so much because this is more of like the witch energy, the Druid energy, the goddess energy that like Celtic kind of wisdom. And, um, this is all about sensual practices, sexual practices, the goddess energy, the divine feminine, um, working with spells, working with herbs, um, really working with your moon cycle and, you know, so all of these things can be connected to nature. Lemuria is super connected to, uh, to nature. Atlantis is really connected to water. And that's where like the mermaid and the dolphin and the dugong all comes from Atlantis. Um, but Avalon's also so connected to water with like the sacred wells and the earth water and streams and, um, drinking living water and, and allowing that to be something that heals us or even programming your water, I would say is way more Avalon vibes. So yeah. I'm curious
1: to hear, how does it feel for you to, to take that quiz and then to hear the results? Yeah. I mean, it definitely resonates. I've always felt like I'm in Atlantis right now on an alternate timeline. Cause time is not linear. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I always feel like with everything in our society, like there's a better, more advanced way to be doing this, like d- an alternate technology. Like I want to expand outside of what's possible in our you know current timeline that we're all in of how we use science and math and all the things like that's why i'm so into sci-fi and i'm into mm-hmm. like mythical creatures even because it expands what's possible for an animal or for what we've accepted as the normal way of doing things or building things or creating things i like to think like there's this expansive way that maybe involves like energy or um, a different kind of science that doesn't exist yet, which we're exploring with like, you know, looking at ancient sites and history of like, maybe they moved things with sound and vibration and really looking at that. That's all so fascinating to me, but I always think like there's a better, more advanced way than taking yeah. a fucking elevator, like driving in a car, <laughs> like picking up your phone and calling someone like there's
0: to do faster.
1: You can tap into. Yeah. It's too slow for me. And totally. that's definitely
2: Atlantis vibes for sure. Yeah. It's all about that technology, but like still earth magic technology, like using the crystal grid, using sacred geometry, using sound, using magnetism, using atomic energy, things like that. Although the dragon and the Griffin and the um, animals I know. Were, were Avalon animals. Avalon I A-M. know they're
1: Avalon, but I like them because more of an Atlantis way of thinking. Like oh, I like them because they're, they're expanding as
2: possible. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: They're an alternate to our current reality versus like, I like them because they're earthy and like spells and all that. Like I like mm-hmm. them and magical. because they yeah, I like them because okay. they're different.
0: Th- that like was it. spot on for me. It resonated a ton. I've been so intentional recently about nur- like what I'm nourishing my body with. And I even Reiki, my food or my mm. water sometimes if I want to get more nourishment. And obviously we all know, like I'm a witch in many lifetimes. So that was like yeah. super resonant. And also thank you for preparing that quiz. I know like that was really yeah. special and exciting. Um, yeah. I, I think it's quizzes. so
2: fascinating because I think all of us resonate with all three, right? Like I resonate yeah. with all three as well. So it's kind of cool to hear the quiz to just uh, in an unbiased way hear which one's calling you most at this time, like which frequency is calling you most and and what, those um, tools, like ancient tools, might be that you're here to yeah. lead into what and you're doing. And it's like
0: alignment to your soul and your purpose. Like every time I take a quiz, it's like, "What pizza am I?" It's like a BuzzFeed quiz or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I just Man, got always- so much
0: meaning out of that pizza quiz. Oh my gosh! No, I can find
1: yeah. meaning in like literally anything. I'm I like, hey, am a cheese pizza because <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> you don't. I love you don't it. Take me as a cheese pizza, like at least soul <laughs> level wise. But we'll have no. next spiritual sleepover edition four. We'll you are like. so not a cheese pizza <laughs> no. at Okay, that They're was kind of You're kind of, of lion vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little pineapple. Um, oh my God. Okay. Thank you so much. I loved that. Yeah, me too. Okay, so
1: my topic is like taking a turn, but it's also <laughs>
0: like super
1: simple, I guess. The thing that I've just been observing, I saw this thing the other day that my husband sent me, which was like so hot that he sent this to me, but he <laughs> sent this like post that was that said um, some people were not created or put on this earth to change, like to evolve. And they are here to show you what that looks like if you don't. And because they just, their soul didn't choose to evolve in this life, or they're, they're have their, you know, head down and they're not inquisitive or trying to better themselves or evolve in some way. And that not everyone is here in this lifetime that you know to evolve. And it's an opportunity for them to be showing you what it looks like if you don't. And that really struck me because. I think maybe as a projector, I'm constantly wanting to give advice. I'm constantly wanting to help people and guide people and wanting them to grow and evolve. And then there's that fine line of waiting for the invitation because you're not invited. And then there's also the fine line, especially within my family of, um, you know, having boundaries of like, it's not my job to help this person evolve because it's detrimental to my health and my emotional, mental, physical, spiritual health. Like it's, I need boundaries. I need separation and it's not my job to help people change and evolve. And just hearing it so simple like that made it so much easier to kind of just like, oh, okay. Like they have more lifetimes where they're going to come back with a completely different mission or karma or lessons. And in this lifetime right now, it's not my job to be the lesson giver or the advice person in every single person's life that I know, especially my personal relationships. And it's so interesting because he sent me that the, I kind of had reached out to my mom like a week or two ago, and I haven't had any contact with her for a few years, but we're planning this family thing in December, um, for my aunt's 70th birthday, 70th birthday. And, um, this is the first time my family's gathering together since my dad died um, and my grandma died. So it's going to be interesting. And when you mentioned the transits, it's going to be when Mercury's retrograde, which is so interesting. Um, But because I was texting like, okay, we're going to try to go to that, that sphere in Vegas and see, you know, it's like, alternate technology i'm like so excited to see this this sphere so i i planned it for everyone i booked it and then you know just arranging all the details but i didn't want to be like mean girl energy and like not you know tell my mom and all the things so i texted her and i reached out just a tiny little bit and that inch like she then sent a whole massive email like insane and it was a feeling of like um here we are again, but also like, I, I, I don't know why I thought time maybe had gone and she'd grown. And like, you know, like, why was I expecting, like, it's always the same thing, kind of thing, you know, just going over in my head of like, oh, okay, there hasn't been any growth. And then the next day, Brian sent me that thing. And it just like was so helpful because especially going in this time i think right now where people are around family that maybe isn't the easiest to be around or they're getting triggered by things that maybe they thought they were over but then they're not like being reminded like not everyone is here to evolve even if they're your mom or you know a really close loved one that should be helping you evolve in this lifetime like maybe they're not and that wasn't the contract that you guys signed when you came into this life and that's okay that literally she's showing me what it looks like if you don't and it's just a reminder that i can use to propel me forward versus something that like keeps me back or keeps me like stuck in the victimhood or the story or the like it's not fair or whatever like it was it's just this reminder of like the people in your life that maybe feel triggering or hard for you can be a signpost of like keep evolving like keep growing, even if they aren't, um, even if the relationship isn't mended and evolving and growing, like you still can evolve and grow. And I think that message is really needed at this time as we go into the holidays. So totally different turn, a little bit darker (laughs) than where we were, but yeah, I mean, how does that resonate? I know that, you know, we all have difficult relationships in our life right now, but how does that resonate hearing that? Like, it's not your job. I mean, as a projector, it feels like, Oh, thank God. But I'm curious, Steffi, as a man, like if that also you feel like responsible for other people's evolution in like more of a caregiving way versus like a, I want to give you advice way, or if you don't feel responsible for people's evolution, I'm curious how you feel.
0: I mean, absolutely. I think just as a people pleaser and all the water in my chart, you know, I always care about people's feelings and disregard my own. And that's, that's been a huge issue. I've been no contact with my family for five years. And it's this weird grappling of, are they going to ever take accountability? Are they going to evolve or do I have to accept that this is the way it's going to be? Just like kind of, you came to that conclusion, like, okay, there's nothing I can say. It's interesting too, to see even how friendships evolve. You know, there are times of your life where you really are so close to someone and you're in the same wavelength. And then it's like a quick little frequency change. And then you feel like, wait, I want to be here with you and I want to take you up with me, but I don't know if this is going to f- fulfill me anymore or fulfill you. And I have been having, you know, my family stuff, I've I've really come to a good place and I feel a lot of peace in my heart, even though it's very difficult to be estranged and make that conscious choice during the holidays. I always thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be so lonely. And it's so funny. I actually am the opposite. I'm so much more calm. My nervous system is, you know, aligned, and so those decisions were right for me and based off of my family. And it's, it's hard to say, oh, I'm evolved and you're not. Like I'm not placing judgment on them. I just know that I am in a place where I like to take accountability for my mistakes and I just want the same. So anyway, I'm in a situation now where I feel a couple of friendships, uh, you know, where I've placed a boundary and it hasn't been received. And so I want to help evolve and to grow uh, our friendship but it's just not happening so i'm kind of in this acceptance state of is this going to come around or do i have to just stand on the sidelines so it's difficult i think you know everyone has free will as a human we all come in with goals and with a karmic plan and sometimes you know we get stubborn or we get conditioned things like that will happen so i think it's just really important to focus on how you can take like i said accountability acceptance in your heart where you can find peace and where you can continue to evolve and be open with your heart and really talk to people about that. And if they accept you great. And if they don't, you know, you're going to continue to evolve and grow as much as you can. Oh, that's how, how I feel.
1: Accountability is so huge. That word accountability and, and, um, cleaning up your side of the street, like with any boundary that you place and then knowing like, okay, they might not ever evolve. And that's, okay. It can be heartbreaking, especially if it's a friend. Um, and this like Libra eclipse energy that's going to be impacting us all for six months. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's coming up a lot right now. Like you said, with friendships that you're just maybe outgrowing or shifting and it's like not your job to pull them along or force them up the same hill as you. They have their own hill to climb and you don't have to be on it with them.
2: Yeah, it's so true. And I feel like for me, um, it, it's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from being a projector. Like specifically this lesson hit me like a ton of bricks when I was in college actually. And my, I didn't know I was a projector at that time, But when my close friends would be dating someone and I was like, this person is dangerous. I cannot just sit by and allow my friend to date this person and not say anything because I was like, if you love someone, you protect them. And I also have so much Leo placement in my chart. I feel like I'm such a protective person when someone is who I love. And I'm also a projector. So I'm wanting to guide them and fix them and genuinely make things good for them. And I thought that all of that was love. Right. Because it was coming from a place of like me saying like, this is because I love this person and realizing how much people didn't want that from me and how mm-hmm. repelling it was and how much people were like, back off, bitch. Like, this is my life. I'll do whatever I want. Don't give me advice if I didn't ask you. Like, I didn't know then that those dynamics were more increased or more intense because I was a projector, but I got the lesson. I was like, oh, you don't love people by trying to change them or live their life for them. You love people by letting them be who they are live their own path and make their own mistakes. And that has to be the baseline like of how you let people just be who they are and be on their path. Now that's hard to do because some people, when you just love them and let them be, they are a person that you feel like, okay, this is someone who I can have as a friend. It it feels aligned for me to just let them be who they are. And then we can still be close other people. When you just let them be who they are, it's, it reveals the fact that this is not someone you can have in your life. If they're going to be who they are. Um, and walk their path in the way that they're walking. So it's like to really give that kind of unconditional love and acceptance, you have to be okay with the repercussions, which is sometimes losing a relationship with them, being less close, needing more boundaries and boundaries and unconditional love go hand in hand. And that was a lesson that I really had to learn in this life. Like if I'm going to truly love someone unconditionally, I'm going to need this many boundaries between me and this person in these different realms. And for some people that might be so many boundaries that you don't have a relationship with them. And that's the only way that you can have that form of like soul, spiritual love for them is by not being in contact with them at all. So, I'm really proud of our generation of the millennials and of you two, like witnessing your wisdom here because, um, changing the way that we look at the family dynamic is something that happens through brave and bold action and honest conversations. It's not easy to do that because all of us as millennials were programmed to believe like, Respect your elders no matter what they do, no matter what they say, even if their behavior is abusive, right? Like we were just taught that your family is your family. There's nothing you can do about it. And I've gotten to witness you two really leading the way through your own path, through standing up for yourself and through changing everyone around you's perspective about what a healthy family is and what true love looks like and what self love looks like within your family unit. So I'm really proud of millennials in general, also also you two beautiful goddesses for leading the way and sharing your perspectives. Cause I know it's really vulnerable and it's easier to not talk about it, especially in a public way. But I think it's really liberating for people to hear that. Like there's no right or wrong. There's no one size fits all. It's all about what is true and real for you internally, but also letting people, knowing that people are who they are and that not everyone
1: is here to evolve. Like going back to the original statement she shared. Yeah. And that you don't have to keep a relationship just because they're your mother or they're biological. Your, yeah. Yeah. And that's a messaging that I heard a lot, you know, like, but yeah, but they're your mother. They gave birth to you. They loved you at one point. Like that messaging is like, so it's like, yeah, it's true. And so there can be a lot of guilt when it comes to placing boundaries with family members. Cause it's like, yeah, they're your sister or yeah, but they're your aunt, like your, your grandparents, like there's so much conditioning around, like, don't have boundaries with family as far as like limiting access to them, because if you love your family and the same messaging, like you were just saying, then you try to help them. You try to help them grow. You try to share yourself with them and maybe they'll change. And like, I think that we all collectively have like learned, like, you know, don't, if you're dating someone or married to someone, like you can't like, you know, try to change them. And, And so like, you know, like them before how, who they are normally. I think we all kind of understand that message for the most part collectively, but the messaging with your family of like, you don't have to have access to your family if they are, you know, if it's not mendable, if it's not something that's going to be healthy and or going to change. Um, there's just, it's just a long journey. So I know that many people listening, they have a similar journey. Um, and it is constantly being faced with people telling you like, You're being too sensitive or too judgmental or, you know, they are your parents. You should do it anyways. Um, And I just want to encourage you to know that not everyone is here to evolve, but you are. It's literally why you're listening to this podcast. You Mm -hmm. want to evolve. Your soul wants to evolve. And that's the journey. It's a personal journey. No matter who you're with in your life, it's internal. And it's like I said before, like everything that you need is inside of you. And it doesn't rely on who your parents were, what your circumstances are. You can create those boundaries, be accountable, be kind, but do what you need, what's right for you. Listen to your authority,
0: your body. And I think the biggest takeaway for that too is just never feel guilty. I heard that word and I love that. It's like never feel guilty for prioritizing your own mental health. Yeah. that's like the biggest thing because you're going, people will say things to you to make you feel, you know, they are your family, this and that. And at the end of the day, it's like, I've tried and I've done everything I could do now. Like yeah. Said, clean up your side of the street. Now I need to heal and do what I need to do for me. And then unfortunately that doesn't involve a path that walks along my family anymore. But anyway, yeah. Just yeah. always take care of yourself. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Um, okay, so that was my current event.
0: <laughs> Let's really do the a quick round of a game. Are you ladies up for it still? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So <laughs> changing the frequency. All right. So I just, uh, before we we popped out, I was like, should we just do a Would You Rather? Because we all went to Joshua Tree a few weeks ago. We had just like a beautiful weekend together and we were in the hot tub and we were playing Would You rather and we were just cackling. It was the funniest thing ever. And then even like Shana, the next day, we're like all, you know, moving on to our days and like, you know, on the way home. And Shana's like, would you rather like in a group chat, like kept it, (laughs) you're like, let's keep the good vibes
1: going. Brian (laughs) couldn't stop. I love when Brian State roll was engaged (laughs) with that game. For
0: days. So I thought we should do a uh, spiritual one. So I'm going to start off tame. I just wrote, I just wrote a few down. Okay. Would you rather... Have Mercury be retrograde for six months or have a ghost whisper your name once a month <laughs> at random times. Do you? Do you? Oh.
2: Yeah.
0: We'll read What's again. the
2: vibe of the ghost?
0: What's the vibe of the ghost? Uh, like, <laughs> is it ghost, like? It's only a high pitched, hi, Dana. Hi, Shana. Oh. At random times, you could be eating, you could be po- post coital, you could be on the pot. <laughs>
1: Postcoital, <laughs> does, um, does that like, mean after sex? Terms, right? You always do that.
2: <laughs> yes. Wow. Who even made that <laughs> phrase after whoopee? Postcoital, <laughs> gross. That yeah. name. Coital um, sounds. Wrong. I would choose. I would choose the ghost saying my name.
0: Okay, at um, random times, hey, and it could gosh. even be up to twenty times a day.
1: I would choose the ghost. Oh, geez. I'm adding I don't know
0: qualifiers as the games keep going.
1: <laughs> I Retrogrades. I mean, Mercury's retrograde in my birth chart. So it feels pretty good when Mercury's retrograde for me. I mean, not always. Sometimes I've had some rough ones, but I think I would choose oh, six months out of every year, though. I feel bad yeah. for the collective. <laughs> I'll take one for the team, Um, just for the collective. So I'll do the ghost. Yeah. Okay. What would you
0: choose? Me, I mean, I mean, ghost for me is completely normal. Uh, so I'd probably choose, yeah, ghost, ghost, even though yeah. retrograde, we have the tools we can work with retrograde energy. It's not necessarily all negative, but yeah, it's a little like anxiety provoking at times. So, yeah, but I mean, the like, ghost would also be too, especially if it was like totally, yeah, like okay, you're cool.
1: doing a reading for a client and you just constantly hear your name being called, like <laughs> distracting. Yes,
0: yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, would you rather have... Okay, so this is your husband's, okay? Your life partners. Would you rather have your partner scream, cry, and shake, I am the light, every time they came? <laughs> or someone, someone, your life partner, only wants to be intimate with you on Scorpio moons at midnight and you have to do a blood exchanging ceremony. It's like, oh my god! It's a huge every time but you can only have intimacy during the scorpio moon period at midnight and then throughout the month like you really can't be intimate at all steffi that's the
2: most gator shock (laughs) freaking thing you've ever said like i was not (laughs) expecting either of those at every point in the sentence i was shocked by each new word um right that was shocking
1: i'm dying um Um, i am the
0: light I, I, yeah, am I am the
1: light all day like, like I feel, honestly I kind, I kind, of, of, kind of want that, like that, that to happen
0: now just because it's too. so
1: like yes claim it okay like, hold on like, you no, no, are the also, light. you are confident a, like it, it was are. too easy let me
0: change it okay how about he says I am oh my gosh okay <laughs> I am your creator every time oh. because, <laughs> like I am your god <laughs> and it's paired with excessive shaking and screaming at the top of the lungs Okay. Your the, full, creator. the
1: Scorpio, the Scorpio moon, blood Wait, Wait, how often honestly does I that could happen? be
0: down for How, how often, is often anytime is there a that you moon? anytime anytime. Oh, how often organize. is there a Scorpio? Oh, but it happens moon. once a month. Happens the once scorpio a month. Scorpio has to do one well, whenever there's a Scorpio moon. Okay. So that happens I know, would twice a month, usually I one, would. You know.
2: I would choose the latter.
0: The Scorpio moon. Yeah.
2: yeah. The and blood. The but blood also exchange. like that
1: might change that might change their personality though, because then they're constantly tracking the moon and like, Oh, it's Scorpio moon tonight, like a lot of pressure. And also like, how are we going to do the blood? Is it going to be painful or like my you know, period? Like, yeah, the I feel blood like exchange a, a would be lot, kind of like, a
2: scary lead up. Like, you yeah, know, like, it's they might coming be who they are anymore. Yeah, It's
0: a ritualistic it's, thing. Like it it's always right, have to be done right, a certain way. It's not right. just like a fun, like the, your partner has a certain way they like to do it.
2: I don't know. That kind don't... Of sounds fun to me though. I'm in, I'm down for the Scorpio moon. The me second. too. And either way, I like the passion.
1: Like I like the commitment <laughs> to just. Because you're a Scorpio. Yeah. I like the passion. Like, okay. But like, you, you're not my God, but I guess like we're all God. So I don't know. Yeah. I definitely Scorpio, Scorpio moon blood exchange. <laughs>
0: what would you choose sign me be? up? Um, Probably I am the light or I am your creator. <gasps> I'm your creator. The shaking, shaking screaming if, he, yeah, if well, they it did it so confidently
2: scary. if they did it confidently like i am your creator like sexy i'd be like okay but if they're like <laughs> shaking and screaming you turn off <laughs> yeah, like it, it, would be, you
0: know? it would be really yeah. yeah i changed my mind to scorpio moon <laughs> yeah. I would just like get freaky with it and like really dive into the witchy part. Uh, Yeah. I think I would like that. Do either of you have any you can think of at the top of your head?
2: I was just watching To All the Boys I've Ever Loved Before, which is like the cutest rom-com movie ever. And they were in the movie. This is not spiritual. They said, would you rather only be able to drink water for the rest of your life or you can drink any drink, but it has to have one drop of
0: pee in it? Oh, gosh.
2: (laughs) And in that water, and I, and I kind of felt, yeah, I kind of felt torn actually. And they both chose any drink with a drop of pee in it, but I think I would choose water. Yeah. Water. I mean,
1: water's just so good.
0: Yeah. I only really Um, drink water. I mean, like I'm not a, no coffee. I would. Be oh. I'm like
1: strictly water or espresso martinis. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> no, there really is
0: no in between for you. That's true.
1: An kidding.
2: espresso martini with one drop of pee in it would not you be that be bad. Able to. Mm,
0: mm, yeah, I don't know. And What if the pee like filters your kidneys or does something magical? I don't know. Now I'm kind of on who's this. pee? I mean, I don't. That's know That's an important Maybe. question. That okay.
2: Wait, true. I it's have crazy. a spiritual one that just, came okay, great. <laughs> would you rather have this lifetime be your last lifetime on earth? And then next you get to like go incarnate in other realms, angel realms, wherever you want, or would you rather come back one more time and get to be the wisest tree on planet earth for a lifetime for like 2000 years? With your, with your consciousness now where you can know all of the things that the like highest realm of earth wisdom.
1: Yeah. But time is not linear. So 2000 years could feel like an hour. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: I don't know. I Um, feel like trees have seen some stuff. Like, I feel like I'd be like these assholes. Oh, you'd be like disappointed. Like your emotional wave would crash. Especially if I'm extra wise. Like I'd be like, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? I would be pissed. Well, I'm of an Aries moon now, so I your get a priority straight Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: I would definitely like. I choose that hands down as this is my last time on Earth. Like, I'm uh, ready to be on another dimension, realm, planet already. Um, yeah. Okay. What was that so thing that you sent, answer. Steffi? That was like, was like you, when your soul finds out you're reincarnating on Earth again, and it's like. Every time I'm here, I get abused.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes literally. So I, I know, like the so true. I like
2: the meme that's the show Mori, where he would like give uh, biological birth testing. And like <laughs> the results are you are the father. There was one that was like, you said that your soul did not choose to incarnate in this time. The results are in, and that is a lie. <laughs> and like that's it's me so sometimes. True. Cause I'm like, I didn't choose this. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I yeah, really did. did. We I chose
0: did. it. Okay. 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 here's
1: Here's one in that same vein. Would you choose to have this be your last lifetime? And then you just like are back into the eternal light, right? Like you're not going into other lifetimes, like you're just back in the source energy, right? Or would you choose to come back three more times, but you're a rich billionaire who gets to really make change on this planet?
0: Oh. But
1: you might you might still get fucked up. You might still, you know, you might not be the wisest and make good change as a billionaire, but you also very potentially could Be super wise and generous and kind and make change on in the world.
2: Three, yeah, about to say three three sounds exhausting. Three
1: lifetimes or this be the last? You're done. Whatever you ended up doing, like that's it. You're cut off.
0: Three sounds like a lot. Sounds like I'm tired already. Hearing it, (laughs) three hundred years. (laughs) I'm tired right now. My soul's exhausted. (laughs) Um, I mean, (laughs) yeah, three times. So what would three full lifetimes too like as a billionaire, full. though,
1: yeah, they're full because right. You know. But you don't
0: have the knowledge. I mean, you you know, you come down with amnesia, so it maybe it's your second time. You know, obviously, as a three line, I do really enjoy. Yeah, concept. like you might be an asshole billionaire, or you might be an awesome billionaire, but
1: either way, you're you're a billionaire. I try
2: to choose
0: the light. Me too.
2: I think so too. Gina, really, you were
1: trying to I'm sell shocked. the billionaire one. Yeah. I, I was just trying to see if you I. You were could raising your eyebrows up. at
0: us, and you are doing a little side.
1: <laughs> you are doing a little side. Side. <laughs> yeah, I would
2: choose the light, but you know, if we had me this too. conversation at a different time, where all three of us weren't physically
1: tired, we might be like, "Give me in that tree's body.
2: Give me that billionaire mansion."
1: But but and you know what? The light might be boring. Like that's the reason why we incarnate is because we're trying to have growth and like. Evolve as a consciousness. So maybe when you're just in that, you're like bored. You're like, pull me back in the simulation. Like I want to play. Yeah. You never know. Totally. Like I can't imagine being bored because that's like my dream is to be bored one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one day. <laughs> but
0: who knows? That might be the case. Hmm you know, literally no one knows. So well, speaking truth. to, you know, the deceased for a living, I will say most everybody loves being on the other side and in the light. Like there's nothing more peaceful and mm. amazing. And obviously when we come down to earth, it's a soul mission, but I don't know. It sounds great. <laughs> like it really yeah. sounds great. So
2: that's yeah, true. Yeah. Well,
0: this has been so fun. Yeah, so enlightening. I'm just um, so Sorry, that was so you're basic. welcome. I'm just kidding. No,
1: this has been really fun. It's like you're and trying you to get, get off the phone this. with someone for, like,
0: for forever. Like, this has been great. Anyway, my laundries. You know, when you have to say something like fake, you're like, you know what? My dinner is on the oven. And then it's like the conversation goes on for 10 more minutes. So that was my, like, this is fun. Like, let's wrap burnt. it up. Yeah, I like to
2: know cold. I like to know who are the people who listen that make it all the way to the very end to the there are end. homies. So I know. So if they you're are. listening to the very end, I want to invite you to DM me the safe word, which is parrots. And let us know, then we're going to, we're going to do a happy dance to know that you made it to the very end. And also, I really genuinely want to know for my quiz that I did, which, um, ancient land frequency is speaking to you the most. So also please invitation here. If you want to DM us on Instagram and let us know, I'm just really curious to see what everyone's got going on in here. Me too. Um, I love parrots. That's a good safe word. It's a good safe safe word. Parrots Parrots is. is. Like, like the bird. Yeah, obviously. As opposed to what? Well, it kinda sounded like Paris, like the city, but no, oh. like Parrots, oh. the bird. I was just trying to really clarify. Like yeah, exactly. Not a toucan, a parrot. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Um, okay. But- anyway,
0: message me. <laughs> <It's> it.
2: Okay. <laughs> message spirit, sis, toucan, but message day Luna parrots.
0: And, yeah. then we'll yeah, and, all- and hopefully- if you, if you do both, you might get a treat.
2: Oh, if you do both. Oh, I really like that.
0: I really like well, that. And we'll reveal and- it next time.
2: And also you can find us on Instagram, Shana and I at Dayluna, and our website is daylunalife.com. That's where you can find all of our offerings. Um, during the holidays, we're doing a sale on our ritual kit boxes. You can check all of that out on our Instagram and on our website. Um, we have a book all about human design that makes an amazing holiday gift. If someone is new to human design, I honestly think that that book could be a great Christmas gift. Um, it's affordable, it's super beautiful. It has gold foil on the front. So it's just super cute gift. And I think it is amazing introductory into human design for someone who's interested, but maybe doesn't know a lot, but also if you have a friend who's a nerd about human design and they're ready to change their life, I think our book can be super helpful in applying your life and really seeing change. So that's called your human design. You can find our book anywhere books are sold. You can go to our website, daylunolife.com to see all of the different platforms where you can get books and Steffi spirit says, where can people connect with you?
0: Just to echo. Yes, you should get the book. It is so that's such a good gift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway, <laughs> and I love the book, and I'm proud of you both. So you can find me on Instagram Spirit underscore sis or TikTok Spirit sis. When you follow me, you get a little surprise. Probably ten or fifteen scammers will follow you back and ask you to give a reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little special thing that I. It's quirky. It's something that like I can't control. So just want to let you know there. Uh, but I will never DM you for a reading. I also do readings like astrocartography readings and natal chart readings. I also have courses. To teach you how to do that as well, an intuition course to tap into your own source energy and make you no know, informed, aligned decisions. And my podcast is Psychic Scoop. Obviously, you're here. And this has just been an incredible conversation, as always. I'm grateful for both of you. And I'm so grateful for you listening. Uh, please DM us the, the code word. And until next time, love <laughs> you so much. Light and love. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.